Warning, the content in this podcast contains some explicit language which may be offensive to some listeners and may be inappropriate for children. Therefore, the content in this podcast is intended for a mature audience only. So, would you fall in love with hip-hop? Right here, what we're going to do is go back. This is Capri. Oh, this is. I'm sorry. This is Mocha T. This is Capri. This is Mika. And this is Dante. And we have a special guest with us. Would you like to go ahead and introduce yourself? I'm Kareem Muhammad. Alrighty. And Kareem is joining us today for our <coughs> recording. Um, we're talking about everybody's weekend. Kareem, how was your weekend? It was phenomenal. What'd you end up doing? Uh, resting. <laughs> you said, you know what? The older you get, the more you appreciate rest. Yes. Because I love yeah. to sleep. Man, when you can get it. Yeah. So what else you do this weekend besides rest? Uh, rested and then I rested some more. Oh, okay. So you didn't have a busy weekend. <laughs> no, no, I stay busy. No, I, I stay busy. This is the season of uh, when I do my campaigns to uh, market, you know, the TAF awards. So uh, yeah, yeah, I stay busy. Okay. But uh, I love what I do. So. Well, yeah, rest is uh, definitely a must these days. I feel like the day I can actually get it, I don't do nothing. I just literally don't do nothing. You literally don't? Mm -hmm. I sit on the couch and watch whatever I'm going to watch on TV or sleep. I mean, I'm I'm feeling that that relaxed vibe from it. Yep. (laughs) I got a nice little, um, I bought me a nice white robe. I get my robe on. I get my fluffy socks, my little fuzzy socks, and I wear it out. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so when I can get those days, because I feel like, um, well, I know we've been really busy this weekend. It hasn't really been too bad, though. Oh, I'm just busy. Busy. Mm-hmm. For me. Well, yes, because mm-hmm. y'all have busy. other stuff outside of. Mm-hmm. Right. Because yeah, so you was busy. at, um, what, Trappy Hour? Oh, well, you traveled. Well, that, that's not like this. I need to do that, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I traveled, so I came back from Boston on. Uh, Friday, oh. then I went to Trapier because I just needed to be around some people. Girl, you just know <laughs> 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 it's our Friday. So she went yeah. straight to uh, Trapier. I did, and then from there you, we recorded yesterday, and then you went to y'all went to a Christmas party. Mm-hmm. I did, and I actually fell asleep at the Christmas party. You I couldn't, you? I couldn't even. I did. I did. Well, I did we, we both did. We fell asleep. Of Is course. that right? We Was had you in a, Boston as well. No, she went with her job. Oh, okay. She travels, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so we uh we had a Christmas party at a hotel, and I just oh. tapped out. I couldn't hang. And she did, too, but she just went to sleep in the chair. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, well. Hey, y'all that old, huh? That's they sound like it. <laughs> Tap out at the party. Yep. Tap out. <laughs> and, and the sad part about we it. We the tapped same, out before it was, 12. It was, no, I, was, I tapped out way about, before. You tapped out I tapped out about 10 o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was done. I was like, I can't I'm talk, you know, eight thirty. I'm good. It's done. Yeah. It's on some you have eight thirty bedtime. Yeah, that's like so. It's like early. you know what we doing this podcast tour. I gotta really get energized, you know, and get going. Eight thirty. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm about to be up past eight thirty tonight. Well, yeah, yeah exactly. So, so explain the podcast tour that you're on. So you're just going like they're doing different podcasts, or how are you doing it? Well, we do a podcast tour. We do a radio tour. We do a TV tour. Okay. okay. Right now, we're on the podcast tour, so I reached out to you guys. 
Okay. I'm a big fan of your work. Thank I see you. what you're doing. I've known you for a long time. Yes. So, yes. uh, knowing of you for a long time. Uh-huh. But I know you. Yeah. So, because anyway. We were, we were neighbors. Yeah, yeah. He's so, right there, right across the street. So, so the, the podcast tour is consists of just building the awareness of the TAF Awards. Okay. And uh, the TAF Awards is something I started roughly about six years ago. And what it did is uh, I wanted to build a platform. Okay. Was the analogous to the Grammys? I want to create a mini Grammys. Nice. Lights, camera, action, excitement for the uh, the unsung heroes. It's the educators. We know about the. Unfortunately, it's a cliche now. We know about the cliche of teachers not being paid enough. Right. We get that. We know that. Is that just here in Oklahoma, or is it like? <clears> oh, that's all like over the world. That's all over the world. I've met with people all over the world that see what I'm doing. Okay. Uh, with my foundation, Teachers Appreciation Foundation. Okay. And um, this is the season, I call it the season that I campaigned the TAF Awards because uh, it's February 1st. Okay, that's the award, the day that's of the, the awards? Day. Yeah, okay. that's the date of the awards. Okay. Uh, February 1st. So who nominates like the teachers and all that stuff for the awards? Um, we encourage the public to nominate. Okay. As I say uh, over and over again, we cannot move without the engagement and the support of the people. Okay. So the people nominate. And it's based off of if you nominate Dante, mm-hmm. for instance, after you nominate Dante, you have to engage family, friends, colleagues to vote for her. Okay. It's the same right. premise of a, a Star Search or American okay. Idol. Okay. Or things of the nature. We get, as, as right now, we have. Hundreds, if not thousands, of uh, votes coming in okay. every day. So, do you have like a website that people go to? Absolutely. To uh, cast votes. The website is uh, tab5.org, and that's T A F, the number five. Okay. Dot org. So, what are what what are the like the nominations? Like, what groups? What are people being nominated for? Um, great question. Great detailed question. They're being basically nominated. We have. Uh, different names for the awards. Uh, we have the TAF Award of Supreme Excellence, but the TAF Award of Outstanding Community Service, and, um, and the list can go on and on and on. We have seven categories. Um, however, not only are they school teachers, but it's everybody involved in the school system as a whole. Okay. We're talking the custodians, we're talking the school bus drivers, the cafeteria oh, staff, wow. and everybody. I want to put on this main platform, you know, okay. like, hey, you know, without you, there'd be no me. Okay. You know. That is very true. So, so um, what inspired you to actually create this foundation? My mom, uh, 20, about, uh, it was like the summer 2013, mm-hmm. she was about to retire, 40-year school teacher, I said, mom, I want to do something for retired school teachers, and she said, what you want to do? I said, I want to do like a banquet or something like a lunch and a banquet, so she critiqued me. She said, well, I've been to enough of those. Find something different. Went back to the drawing board. I said, this is Zion right here in my soul, in my gut. It's a big belly I got right here. And I said, uh, no, I said, I got it. I said, I know what I want to do. And she said, well, have you ever thought about incorporating not only teachers, but the custodians? The school bus, right? She went on and on and on. Now, everybody, you know, you know, you don't only interact with the teacher, you interact with all these other people. I said, wow, 
I didn't think about that. You're right. She said, bam, you got it. She said, incorporate that, and you got it. You got your something. Okay. Rest is history. I mean, I committed my whole life to this. We're going into our sixth year. Wow. So how many guests normally, like, actually come? Um, we average between 400, 500 okay. people. Oh, that's good. Every year. That's nice. Yeah. We're going to have to go. I know. Absolutely. I yeah. actually said I actually wanted to go, so I'm actually happy that you're on the podcast because it, it just looks like a really nice event. Well, Dante, um, I need you to be there. I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be there. Yeah, we'll be there. <laughs> yeah. Good deal. Good deal. Okay. Um. So, question. Just we usually ask like just a question to kind of break the ice. Um, as a kid, what kind of student were you? Um, I was. Uh, I loved the girls. <laughs> um, I found you know my best friend was a girl. If you want to be my girlfriend, cool. You do my my home my homework for me. And then that's just how I roll. So it's like picking I mean, a little bit. Saying, but that like, I would have made a good girlfriend. You know what I'm saying? You, nobody if you like them enough. Or I didn't like nobody enough. I didn't like nobody enough in high school. to, be, Or in, in, in elementary, middle school, or high school to be their home. I was like, like, look, I help you study. I don't want me to help you study. I help you study. You know, but I didn't like nobody enough to do their work. So Ironically, coming from a school teacher. Um, I guess, you know, I wasn't just really a, a bookworm. I love to read, but, you know, math was my worst subject, unfortunately. But uh, I, I feel I was a pretty pretty good balance. I wonder if, like, um, people who are good, so they say you work, uh, you function off your left side of your brain and your right side of their brain. Mm -hmm. and <clears throat> those who function off their right side of their brain, do certain things better than those that function off the left side of their brain. So I wonder if that has something to do with people that are extremely good at reading but not really good at math or extremely good at math but not really good at reading. Because I wonder if... Because, like, um, Legend currently is learning how to read. Y'all, I ain't never... I didn't know how messed up the English language was until mm -hmm. you have to start teaching a child how to read because you have two, two, and two. They're they're in there. Right. <laughs> I don't even meal and your meal. And your. Hold on, meal yeah. and meal, like a meal that you like use to yes. uh, make like wheat and stuff, and mm -hmm. then a meal that you eat. It's right. so many different words that wait, are the wait same. And wait. <laughs> right, <laughs> wait and wait, like what you weigh and okay. waiting for something. Like right. so, when you get into this um, thing of like teaching kids, or even like sounding out words. You know, right. how, and, you know, you say, well, the word, um, or your vowels say this, but they don't, they exactly. only say that in front of some words, and there's some things you just like, baby, I don't care how many times you sound that out. Which is why I take the village, because I think that a lot of parents are too strict on teachers. They feel like right. teachers are supposed to teach your kid. Everything. And they're everything. not supposed to do anything, but it actually takes you at home teaching your kid, mm -hmm. and also the, um, you know, it takes the parent and the teacher as well. Oh, yeah. It should definitely be a yeah. team. Because your kids can't learn everything they need to learn in a day at school. So, I did want to ask something. What did, what did you feel? How did you feel about that John Marshall situation? What was the John Marshall situation? Do you remember what it was? I believe... <clears throat> um, There's been a few situations. Well, so, I think the most recent was when they attacked the teacher. And the that teacher, wasn't the most recent. It was not the most recent? No. 
The most recent would be when the little autism kid got hit. His head got hit against the wall. Mm-hmm. But the whole big ordeal that, you know, both of them was all on the news. They've been on the news a few times. Well, I don't watch the news. But the whole thing with the teacher thing, the kids attacked the teacher, you know. And she yeah. had to go to the hospital, I believe, right? Yeah. So a, a group of kids attacked a teacher. Yeah. And then a kid attacked another kid and the kid, no, what happened with the autism totally kid? Totally different situation. That's what I said. So this is the, so two different situations. One, yeah. the teacher gets attacked. What happens to the autism the little kid get his head hit against the wall, and I guess by the some teacher. By, oh, okay. By a teacher. Oh yeah. wow, I didn't hear about that. Did you hear about those? I didn't hear about the autism one. Yes. I heard about the other ones. What particular one did you want me to address? All of the them. The one, both, really, both, but the teacher getting attacked. Um, just John what? Marshall Middle School in, in general. I mean. Mm-hmm. Do you got any like outlook on that? Like the whole school situation that they got going on now. Well, uh, unfortunately, I know I know some um, some administrators that actually float to different schools and deal with those problem issues. However, unfortunately, there is a bad apples in every bunch. Uh, unfortunately, and uh, there's just certain things that you're gonna uh, just have to inadvertently prepare for. Because because guess what? I'm gonna be very transparent with you. That's gonna happen again. We don't know when. We just got to prepare for it. What, a kid, teacher's uh, attacking a teacher or a teacher attacking well, a kid? Either or. Probably okay. kids attacking teachers. It probably happen all the time. And, and, and law enforcement, they say, you know, when you get bad cops, they get caught with their hand in a cookie jar, or we just hired an imposter, okay? Because now everybody's just good. You know, you can, you can pass all the prerequisites to become a teacher or to become a law enforcement officer. Who law enforcement? law enforcement officers work in the school, right? However, you just don't know what that teacher said to provoke that student. I'm saying that is right. And vice versa. And vice versa. That is true. That is true. Now, I know people personally, administrators personally, that works on the inside. So I heard a lot of inside details of what goes on, you know. But also, we being at, um, in Oklahoma and the shortage of teachers that we've had, exactly. they basically got away from you had to have an education degree. You can right. come in with just a regular bachelor's degree right. and then teach. And as you're teaching, you can get certified. So they're currently doing that now. Um, and I think that that also opens up people to, um, if you just needed a job at the time, Mm-hmm. And you were looking to like, you were like, look, I got to feed my family. I've been applying for jobs all over the place. Right. Um, now, this is a job. I have a degree. So now, you know, I can just go and apply and they take me in. I don't think it's necessarily one of, it might be one of those things you're just inexperienced. Maybe, what, what if you've just never worked with middle school kids? Well, but, certain thing, go ahead. No, you can go ahead. Certain things, um, they can train you and teach you up to a certain Point. I was gonna say you can get but a person to a certain point. Learn anything <laughs> until you actually experience it. Right. Right. You know? But as teachers, you know, through the teaching program that you teach, you actually go in through your, you know, through the program and actually teach. But you're talking mm-hmm. about like a me, Dante, and Mika. You yeah. know, you just go into the school one day that we're like, okay, we need a job, girl. They they hiring teachers. They hired about four hundred. Go apply. Right. You need a job. So my daughter's biggest complaint was that because she went to Harding Fine Arts and 
you know, when I first put her in there, it was supposed to be a really good school or whatever. But then she started complaining about, like, a lot of teachers leaving. And she said that the teachers that they were replacing them with was teaching off of YouTube. What? They would just play a YouTube video. Is that right? Yes. So it would be different math problems, and she would be like, no, Miss Such and Such, that's not how you do that, or whatever, whatever. And she'll be like, well, that's what YouTube said. So with this whole, like, strike and the pay, like, it has really reduced, like, the quality of teachers. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And I think the only way you can really be Mm -hmm. a good teacher is if you're passionate about it. Mm -hmm. And if you're not passionate about it, you just, it's really just a paycheck, but it's not a good paycheck, unfortunately. And I think that we definitely need to change that. I mean, but how do you change it is the question. So, I mean, we've tried, they've tried giving them a pay increase. That wasn't much though. I mean, but it's, it's a pay increase. It's something, but it's not, you know, it's not a lot. To deal with the bullshit that you got to deal with every day, like, not only do you have to deal with these badass kids, but you got to deal with their crazy parents as well. (laughs) (laughs) you can say whatever you need to say but it is in real life in real life it is I mean because I had told people before like um, I used to work in Centennial and I couldn't be a teacher okay like the post that you said the, the little boy was hopping up on the desk he was he was acting bad. The the parent po- made a post on Facebook. She was mad at the teacher because the teacher sent her a message showing her a picture of her son on the desk. Because she felt oh, like, no. well, you should... And my, and my sister's a teacher, so she's had the same experience where she's taken a picture of somebody's kid and said, hey, this is what your kid... Let me show you what your kid is doing. Mm-hmm. And the mom was like, well, why do you have time to do that? Well, my issue is if I've told your kid multiple times throughout the day already... Get down, sit down, get over there, stop talking, don't do this, don't do that. And this has been a continuous thing since you got in my class today. Right. How many more times am I supposed to every tell day. you? And w- every day. Yeah, this is a week of this. And I, I haven't mean, said anything to your mama. I threatened to call your mama. And now I send a picture to your mama. Your mama says she annoyed because she got this picture from a teacher. But And I don't get that. I mean, because if I didn't take a picture, then the parent would have probably said something different. And if if I would have snatched your child off that desk, because what if I'm in a mood already myself, and I snatch your child off that desk and into your seat, his seat, you're going to feel like I handled it incorrectly or I handled it wrong. So I think as a parent, you got to be realistic about like the, the expectations of the teachers. You're right about that. Can I, let me mag back a little bit about what you said about the passion. All right. Um, numbers don't stop, right? You agree with me with that? Yeah, exactly. I can start you out with a base salary of seventy five thousand dollars. Just, 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 I'm just giving you a scenario, right? It's an attractive salary, right? I can start you out with a base salary of one hundred and seventy five dollars. Oh, I can back it back. I can start you out with a salary of forty thousand. Right. Either way, how you are is how you're going to be. Very true. Right. You have to have a passion for what you do regardless. That's true. Right. Because yeah. guess what? You're going to be acclimated to that 75000 a year. That 75000 a year is just going to be whole home change to you. And then you're going to want more. Then you're going right. to want more. To deal exactly. with the kids. Right. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So you asked the question. Now, moving to what you said, it can become a rhetorical question of, okay, so what do we do? Okay. Well... You have the lawmakers at the state capitol. I meet with a lot of politicians on a regular basis, right? They do a lot of behind-the-scene work on this is how we have. This is how we can structure the the the, uh, the salary increase. However, you cannot taint the passion that these school that these educators. I don't call them teachers. I call them educators, right? 
that these educators have, because they're school bus drivers educating these students, that's the first point of contact. Sit your and let's see and enjoy the ride while I get you to this schoolhouse. That's true. They get off the bus, whoever the, 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 the first point of contact when they walk into the schoolhouse. Before they even get into the classroom, they may walk past that janitor who ain't getting paid $80,000 a year. That's true. But he's uh-huh. keeping that, that restroom clean for our kids. We was there. I'm from the east, born and bred. From the east, I'm from the gut of the, of the hood. And we met my parents. Yeah, you want to go to, to the school knowing that the restroom's clean, knowing that that cafeteria staff is feeding my baby. The proper nutrition. They ain't getting paid nothing. Why we ain't saying? Uh, uh, why we ain't got a strike for the, for the cafeteria staff to get more money? Because you can't be moved by it. Now, yeah, you gotta. You have to have enough in the pot to sustain and maintain. That's Numbers don't thing. stop. Right. You gonna be yeah. making two hundred thousand a year. You gonna be acclimated to that two hundred thousand right. a year, and you gonna need more money. Right. Yes. Because I mean, I just look at it like, I mean, yes, numbers do not stop. But I look at it like their their work day does not end when they leave school. No. It doesn't end. Like they have to I know at Kip, their right. their work day doesn't end until nine o'clock. Right. They, they, they have more than a regular school. I mean, either way, you took that position. Their day starts yeah. at about six thirty because they have to be there before the kids. And it's a long school day and they have to be available for until the students until nine o'clock at night. Yeah. Right. From your cell phone. So even though they may may make a little bit of more money, it still doesn't compensate for the time, like the, the hours that they're putting in in a day. Sure. So I'm just saying, just ma- just make it enough so that they can live and be comfortable, mm-hmm. but also have the passion at the same time. I think yeah. um, you to work as a, to be a kid teacher, you probably have to have a little bit more passion. Oh, absolutely. Um, just because of the long days, of yeah. the fact that you when you yes. walk into it, you know, impatience. What this looks like, impatience. Because even yes. when the kids are on break. They're available. Yes, um, they they have to be made of. They're available to help them with their packets. They're available to help them. So you have to have some level of passion. I can say that most of the kid teachers that I met um, had a level of passion for their child. Oh, absolutely. Their kids in they their do. classroom. Yeah, they do. And um, then they even stay after school. Like if your kid is falling behind, if they need to retake a test or do something, they will call and be like, "I will work with them. I'll stay after school if you can just come get them around five thirty six. Like the passion is so different. It's so different. It right. is. It is right. so. And I pre- I mean, I appreciate educators when they call me about my kid. I don't argue. I'm not. I know he didn't do that. Da 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 da. Because even if that may not be my child's personality, I don't know what my kid is doing when I'm not there. Right. And that's what a lot of parents need to realize. They always want to talk about what they parent. But, but I think a lot of teachers and bus drivers need to realize the same thing because, like you said, they're going to be like the bus drivers, the first person you see when you get on the bus. Right. Like, if I, if you pick me up, if you pick a kid up on the bus, you get on the bus and all you're doing is yelling, now sit your down. Mm-hmm. You ain't saying good morning. How your day going? I get it. I mean, because you got to start everybody's day off wrong. That's just like, you know, as soon right. as you walk in, your boss just jumping down your throat. Right. I mean, you got to start kids' day off right. That's true. Everybody day going to be that first person. It might be the first person because that, that's going to set your tone for that whole day. I don't care. When I get that first call and that customer cussing me out, that right. might set my tone for that whole day. Mm-hmm. So that bus driver needs to, might be to be that first person mm-hmm. or the person that's going to be greeting at the door. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When them mm-hmm. kids walk in, good mm-hmm. morning, you know, mm-hmm. have a good day. I mean, it's all about, you know, some people just ain't in it for, they may be in it for the paycheck, but you got to really be, when you're educated, you got to be in it for the kids, too. That's true. And also, you got to recognize, too, that some, even though people say, you say, I don't know my kid, you you know your kid, too. You know what I'm saying? So, some stories get stretched. So, example, like, when Legend was in kindergarten, 
he was the only black kid in his class. And so I she would call, text, call, text, call, text. And I, you know, I would get on to him. But mm-hmm. I'm like, he can't be doing this much because I don't get these kind of complaints anywhere else. Mm-hmm. You know, he goes to Sunday school. He goes to the children's church. He's at daycare. Nobody else has these kind of issues with him. Is it he a gets race to thing, school, though? Is he and, and I think with, with, with black people. And he had... At, Church with black people. And so mm-hmm. you get to school and all of a sudden you are... She would send me text messages like, he jumped off the step today. Okay? Wow. Like, what do you want me to say to him? Like, Baby, don't jump off the step. Right. He climbed up the slide the wrong way. Well, I mean, but that's stuff that kids do. No, I understand exactly. stuff like and that. So but I, mean- I think you have to be careful because one day I, what I started doing was just going up there. Just showing up. Like, okay... He can't be like the worst kid in her class. And one day I got there and the whole hallway is acting a fool. But I can hear her as I'm walking up yelling my son's name. You got one standing on a head over here in this corner. Another one swirling over here in this corner. I mean, I don't know what Legend was doing when I was walking around the corner. But I mean, say something to them all. Because they all sound look like they not listening or paying attention. No, and I understand that. You got another one over here crying. He probably been crying all day because his face just red, his eyes just red. Like it got to a point where I had to start and start asking, like, is it a race thing? Is it because he's the only black kid in the class, so that makes him stand out and his behavior stand out? So sometimes, as a parent, if you've gone through that before, you are hesitant to stop and ask. Like you, you do ask those kind of questions, like, well, is it my kid? Right. Mm-hmm. Or is it like you know, I know my kid. Now, don't get it wrong. Now, I know if you send me something and say, my child, my child was arguing back and forth with you. Yeah, that was mine. <laughs> like, <laughs> you got to put your foot down and tell them to stop. Like, mm-hmm. But, right. you know. Teach your song. Um, I don't. I can say I'm, I've been fortunate enough not to have to play the race card. Uh, and I say that very uh, proudly, very audaciously that uh, even non-African Americans and I was I was raised Muslim I have a Muslim name obviously and uh, I've been embraced by non-African Americans uh, racism my father used to say is alive and well not only with Caucasians or people of uh, other ethnic backgrounds but it's more so within your own group uh, unfortunately uh, we've been very transparent on this show, so I've been hated on by my own kind more so than uh, the, the the non-African Americans. Uh, so, uh, kind of piggybacking off of what you said, it could have been a situation where she just didn't know what the hell she was doing. Or know how to and, handle uh, them. She probably yeah, just didn't know how to handle them. Didn't even know how to handle them, so it can get convoluted I to do. think that maybe... It's a race thing, but maybe she just didn't know how to deal with it, you know. Possibly. Did you, did you think about that? Possibly. I mean, okay. it was times where, you know, I do believe, and this is just my own personal belief, okay. I do believe that sometimes um, little black boys, not not as much black girls, because I, I didn't have those kind of problems, kind of have more of a struggle when it comes to um, race issues as younger kids. Does that make sense? Like... Yeah. 
I think that especially depending on the crowd that they're in. So mm. if they're in like more of a mixed crowd, I don't think it's much of an issue. So if you have just as many black kids as you have white kids, I don't think you will have unless you really have like unless you just really truly have some behavior issues. Right. But I think if you're like the one of the two or one of the three black kids in a classroom full of 20 kids, I do think it makes you stand out a bit more. Um, And I think just because they're a bit hyper, they kind of are a little bit more active, I do think that that sometimes is a little foreign for um, Caucasian teachers. But I I, Culture clash, right? Huh? A culture clash. Yeah, I think there's a culture clash there. Okay. But but like you said, it's just the possibility of her not knowing how to handle him. You know, just kind of like we know how to handle our little kids because exactly. of how they act. But if they go and have a temper tantrum in the corner and they're the only one, we might not know how to deal with that because we're so used to possibly like snatching them up, like exactly. get your right. sit your ass down and okay. you know, and they'd be like, okay, you know, they know how yes. to like deal with that. So it's possible. But I have a question. So you said that um, you've been hated on by your own con. What do you mean uh, by that? Absolutely. <clears throat> what do you mean by that? I would love to elaborate. It's trans. Go ahead. Um. Transparency. Well, <clears throat> when you get people that know uh, full well what your mission is, and they purposely try to throw roadblocks, any any scenario you can name that you can yet you can you know say man you know yeah that dude was just hating or she just hating, it's been more so with our own people. That done that to me. And you know, I did my assistant, she said, You on your soapboxes? I said, Yeah, because it, it's crazy how I have to go through this with our quote unquote people. I'm being a bit evasive, but just use your imagination. Um, when Dante's sitting there and she know, man, this this sons of her just hating. And it could be coming from your own people. We've dealt with it. Yeah. And we deal with I it. I know y'all deal with it. I've been yeah. watching y'all. I've been yeah. this on the podcast. I said, yeah, y'all, y'all making some moves. Keep grinding. That's why I reached out to you. Yes. I said, I see what y'all doing. Keep grinding. Keep doing it. Oh, we do. But I think it, it. I think also part of it is the culture that in the state in which we live. Uh, maybe even just the city that we live in. Um, I think it's sometimes hard for people to see you and have always seen you and then to see you doing something great and then commend you or congratulate you in a point where you're a bit higher or you might be doing something that they might not necessarily agree that, oh, you're good, you're good at what you do. Um, well, I, and, 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 and one thing I've learned, when, when we say haters, you know, uh, we say we loose lift it, but they really, they hate themselves. I'm going to tell you why. Is because if you full of joy and you focus on you and what you know, you what you call do, you it's no room to be upset and mad at nobody else. Exactly. You don't have time. Right. Exactly. It's a reflection. Become, yeah, it's gonna become you gonna become oblivious. Exactly. Right. It's the reflection of who they are because it's like yeah. they have different things they wanna do, but fear is holding them back. And oh, they see bad. you out here doing your thing and it's like, Well, you doing your thing, well let me hate on you. Yeah. Because I mean they hate themselves. I mean, we've heard, like, why y'all doing a podcast? There's so many podcasts out here. And da 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 Like, so what? If it's There's so, so many radio stations out here. There's okay. so many TV exactly. shows out here. Okay. Exactly. Right. So you saying? just stop and not do it. Exactly. just like, stop. Yeah. The, the, on, the market is saturated. This, that, nah. the other. You know? But for me, I, I 
It motivates me. It makes me feel like mo- that's yeah. something yeah. That, like yeah. you got yeah. to be really important for you to feel some kind of way. If I make you feel some kind of way, and that's just me, um, that's just personally who right. I am, then I must be doing something right. Because the other part yeah. is, I go home, I have a full day. I start at 7 in the morning, and some days I don't get home till 9, 10 o'clock at night. Right. So you definitely ain't in the thought process of what yeah. I've done from right. from so the right. time I woke up at all. to the time yeah. I went back to sleep. You yeah. wasn't nowhere part, you were no part of that. Right. So if I was a part of your day, Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> like, <laughs> I appreciate that. Like, you know, thank you. Because at the end of the day, I wasn't. Oh, you man. wasn't a part of my day, so I don't even know how I turned yes. into a part of your day. But whatever made me a part of your day, thank you. Right. And then keep it like that, because that's the other. Like I said, I, sometimes I'm like, girl, I don't even. The forethought of hating on you or feeling some kind of way towards you didn't even cross my mind. I don't well, have. Any, I don't you know, even have any animosity towards you to want to dislike you yeah. and not like you or have a problem with you or God, dude, or whatever, whoever. Like, I don't, it's not even, I, I was thinking about that bill that came in, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, getting stuff posted because it's getting late and it's uh, five o'clock and I ain't posting nothing all day on the, on the uh, podcast page. Right. What we doing next? How this trip is going to go when we get over here. How, I mean, my mind is so all over the place in the stuff that I have going on. Right. I mean, I know that sounds, maybe sounds selfish, but no, I have no. a lot of self, other things going no, on in my no. life that I don't. And when I'm resting, yeah. I damn sure ain't thinking about you. Yeah. <laughs> so, exactly. so what about so, the people like closest to you, though? Like, do they support you the way just, you yeah. feel like they should? Like how the people that's closest um, to you even been to like one because there gotta be shows. some people we say that people hate, but there's a, there's a lot of people that we can honestly say that's actually showed us a lot of love. Yes. So not the you know not you know the little people that may hate, but there's been a lot of people in the city that has shown us a lot some of love. extra love. And I love what y'all so, doing. Really you know, who you. like, you know, out of everybody like black owned business, I mean, who has been some of the people that have basically showed you a lot of love? Uh, do I got a name drop or? You don't have to. You don't have to. Come like, back to your question. Okay. Can I answer Yeah, go ahead. Um, unfortunately, you will find out once you really start sparkling and really start getting a name out there for yourself, people that was like, been on me my whole entire 41 years of existence did not support me, has not supported me. I'm saying that because it's synonymous with the overlove and joy of the people that do support me okay so it's kind of like those two over here that been knowing me my entire life it's gonna it's gonna pierce my soul a little bit i may have 50 over here that came supported me that i don't even know but these two over here that been knowing me my entire life you know some of us share the same blood i'm not gonna call out no no titles some of us share the same blood that didn't hang supporting me I don't, I guess I don't really take that as personal. And I mean, I know that sounds weird that people like you typically do, but since we've done the podcast, like I take whatever support we get. And I think for me, um, the people that are important that have my blood, that share my blood with me support, Mm -hmm. um, it's crazy because even like, you know, the cousins that support that ain't been around all their life, you know, still support me more than the ones that have been. And I don't care. Like, I guess that's the other part. Because I'm still going to be successful whether you support me or not. Right. And so, 
I always just have been like one of those people that's just like, you know, I can't convince people. I'm not going to, I'm not, if I got to beg you for your support, it's not genuine support anyway. So I just know who you are. So I know which, which pot to put you in. So when I get big enough, or I am, you know, once we get up there and you start, hey, cousin, I'm going to say no. (laughs) Here's a t-shirt and keep on pushing. Because, you know, there's no, there's nothing, no love lost. But at the end of the day, you weren't there when I... You weren't with me shooting in the gym. Right. I think the thing is that we right. want people to treat us how we would treat them. And if you were... If you had your foundation and you doing your thing, I would support you 100%. I would be there. I would buy a ticket. I would buy a t-shirt. I would, I would do all of that. And I think that's where the disappointment comes in is because they're not showing us the same love that we would show them. And I think that's what we expect. But at the same time... And you can't expect everybody to We can't like expect that. it, but at the same time, I know where to put them, and that's fine. But um, like we talked about, let's focus on the people who is showing us love versus exactly. the two people over here that's not. I mean, it is what it is yeah. at the end of the day. But, I mean, it's, it doesn't make it any less disappointing because, I, you know, I'm telling you about my goals and my dreams and, like, you shooting them down every chance you get or you, not, you won't buy a ticket to my award show or whatever the case right. may be. And you over here in the stands just hating... And the person that I don't even know is up for donating money or donating whatever. And it's it's like, exactly. well, dang, yeah. I don't even know this person, but they donated this, so they showed up about X amount of tickets. It will make me feel some type of way. Go I'm, back to Can I go back to yeah, you? Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm actually going to name somebody. You, you named our black okay. businesses, then this, then the third. Um, one of my, uh, I call him a Diamond Apple sponsor. Uh, donated 10 grand to my foundation. Uh, his name is uh, Paul Littlejohn, Jr., Okay. Y'all know who that is? Nope. I know. I've heard the Little Johns, but I would have to, yeah. Yeah. And, um, the same with the Santrice Foundation. And uh, he's my Diamond Apple sponsor this year. Okay. Is he black? Yeah. Is of he, course uh, he is. <laughs> <laughs> with the name Little John. Yeah. <laughs> Paul Little John Jr. So I've got it. You know, I, I, I have been embraced. My okay. black owned business, even Mr. Perry, okay. 2017 TAF Awards. He uh did an in kind donation of almost five grand for me. Nice, uh, oh, that's nice. Uh, so, um, I have nothing, nothing but good things to say about Mr. Perry. Now, you've been doing other stuff, uh, Kareem. So, like, we had um, we had Proverbs on before, ain't you in like a short front, uh, short film? Oh, woo. Oh, yeah, I do act. I do act. You do act. I love okay. to act. It's therapeutic for me. Proverbs, Anthony Crawford, and Colin. about that. Who were you in the movie? Because I like the book. Who were you um, in? I was, I was the deacon. In okay. The movie. okay. Uh, what's his name, David? Yep. Okay. You, you read the book. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, yes. so you're the Mary Deacon. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yes. And Cameron's in it too. Are nah, you still in it? Well, that's a different movie. That's a different Oh, that's two separate about black movies. Paint. She I'm talking about, about she black paint. paint. You talk black paint. Okay. Yeah. And then yeah. when he has the... Hit the lit. There you go. Okay. Hit the lit. Yeah, yes. that was the short film. Yes. She talking oh, about, about black that. paint. I'm talking I was, about black paint. I was Deacon, Deacon David and black paint. Okay. okay. And uh, what was your question again? I'm sorry. She said you've done like, other things. What else have you done? Yes. Like, is it outside of acting and what you're doing now? Anything? Oh, yeah. Because when you... Mm. <laughs> yeah. It was a whole whole mix up in that situation. Now, uh, I kind of heard about yeah. yeah, a little bit so, last night. Yeah, you know my guy ain't here to, to exactly. Yeah, and so yeah, I did a, a, two movies. 
uh, with, with Proverbs. Uh, great script, great, great scripts. Black Paint was my favorite one. Okay. I was an extra um, in the uh, <laughs> listen, in the preview. Listen, in the pre- in the no, really, yeah, I, I guess listen, I blinked and missed. Did I take this? Yep, they missed it. I, I blinked. I did. Them, First yeah. time I met Proverbs, I would have did like he he needed some extra people. Yep, I, I missed it too. But yeah, I'm like, it was guy. you know when we did he did the little short film. Well, y'all seen the short film? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah I did uh, hit a lick. I played the blind guy. Uh, that was fun. That was fun filming that. But, uh, yeah. So, what else are you involved in besides? Look, that's a whole nother podcast. Okay. Okay. But, yeah, love, love, love both both scripts. So, do the foundation keep you pretty busy? Yeah. It does. Yeah. During this time of the year, from September to going into January, Uh I get extremely, you know, tied down with with the campaign for TAB. So I did okay. notice something different. I don't know if it was last year, but I know, I definitely noticed something different this year. You had other states on there. Yes, yes, yes. We uh, partnership with Beijing, China. That's another country. Uh, we partnership with Beijing, China. Nice. Here in the states, we did uh, New Jersey and Wichita, Kansas. Okay. So I'm gonna be doing podcasts and radio tours in New Jersey and uh, Wichita, Kansas. Okay. Right. So are you adding those teachers to? Just to the foundation? Or are you adding them to the nominations? Like what? what they're, you? They've been added as nominees. Oh, okay. I have a few dignitaries. The mayor of uh, 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 what is it? Orange County. Orange New County, Jersey? California. New Jersey. New Jersey. Oh, no. New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sounds about right. But... So yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a it's a fruit. The name it's of the a county. Fruit. Okay. It's probably orange. Yeah. <laughs> I just know Orange County in California. No, sure not Cali. It's, 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 he's New the Jersey. mayor in uh in New Jersey. He's actually a dignitary. Now, what differentiates a nominee from a dignitary? A dignitary has been selected to receive an award. Dignitaries and just like the governor, the mayors, okay, different pastors, okay. you know, okay. community activists are the dignitaries. Okay, gotcha. Then you got your side, your nominee side. That's what a Teachers and custodians and school bus drivers, that's where that comes in. Okay. So how long have you actually been doing the TAF Foundation? Like, how long have you been working this process? Coming up on our sixth year. And how did you, so what? how was the first year? Like, when you first did it, how receptive were people to it? I'm just going to say it was a learning experience. Okay. All right. Um, I embrace failure because you have to fail in order to, in order to succeed. Absolutely. Exactly. And I fell, bust my head to the white meat a lot of times. Even times when people thought I might have had shit to tuck tail and ran. No, I embraced this. Hold my head up high. It, 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 I don't get embarrassed. So what's an example of like some of your failures? Um, logistics at the TAF Awards. I didn't have the right logistics uh, in terms of the flow of the program. I tried to do it all. I brought in the homies to try to work things that they clearly... Didn't know what the hell they was doing. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's one of the main things. With my logistics, I had to perfect that. Uh, and make sure, you know, I can pack a room out. I can get four, five hundred people in a room. I know this, 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 it's a chess, you know, it's not checkers. It's a chess game that you got to play to know how to get those people to even want to come. Right. Okay. So, um, that's the main thing. Okay. Other than that, it's like, you know, the little bumps and, you know, in the road that comes with just 
operating a business. And this you know? year is at the Bellagio, right? It was yeah. there last year too, right? No, it was last year was at the Cowboy Hall of Fame. Okay, okay. Somebody well, this else year. had something at the Bellagio. Yeah. I was thinking it was yours. This year is at the Bellagio, though. No, next, next year. Because 2020. So yeah, 2019. 2020. Well, February. That's yeah, what I meant. That's what I meant. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So but one time, what, um, if I'm not mistaken now, B. Smith received a award on it, right? That's my girl. We love B. Smith. B. Smith. We do. Yes. yes. She um received the award in 2016. Oh, it's a 2016? Okay. Awards. Okay. And uh, she's one of my biggest, biggest supporters. And uh, she was a, uh, a uh, what we call TAF Angels for the 2019 TAF. Actually, she did. She hosted it for me 2018 and 2019. Okay. 2018, I had my biggest crowd. We had almost 600 people there. Really? Like, oh, wow. Damn. Like, what, were you, what, were we, what did we do? Oh, shut up. Yeah. Yeah, it was at the Sheraton in Midwest City. Okay, so do you pick a different location every year? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. And do like the people in the city like when you go and do they know of you or have they have they heard of the event before? A lot of people have. A lot of people haven't. And that's the uh, the excitement I get out of it because it keeps me from not getting settled. Right. You know, people are like oh, I've never heard of this or you know just that. I say, cool. I got more work to do. Okay. You know, it just it just fuels me up more so when people's like, yeah, this is great what you're doing, but I've never heard of this before. Right. You know, then you get people like, yeah, I've heard it. I seen you at the movie. You know, I did. Uh, had a sponsorship campaign this past summer where they had me, uh, we had ads in the Tinseltown, we had ads in Harkins oh, okay. Theater. And that's actually how we got the partnership with Beijing China. Because okay. one of the ambassadors was at the movie theater and they seen my picture come up and it was like, oh, I know that guy. You know, so they called their people out in Beijing China. So that's how that happened. Okay. Nice. Yeah. So, how do you promote? Like mainly, I'm sorry, to cut you off. Mainly. Yeah. How do you promote? It's sporadic. Uh, the team I have now asks me the same question. Like, <laughs> what your marketing? My I studied marketing in college, so it's like it's I I, I have a, just a, a spur of the moment. Okay, I want to be in a movie. Let me see. How I can get the my ad played in the movie theaters. Let me see. How I can get my ad in the uh, the kiosks when people walking down the aisle. Okay. You know, see my, you know, just different things. I'm asking at. for self. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's cool. Because it's cool. We, we're trying to get out there, too. And right now, we're just using Instagram. And we have flyers. And, like, you know, when we go out of town yeah. or whatever, we pass them out when we go out of state or whatever. Okay. But we're trying to uh, expand. Yeah, expand yeah. and tap into, like, different markets of how to do that or whatever. Okay. to You know, to grow our followers or whatever. So, that's why I was asking, like, what's your main source of promoting? Of promoting? It's like I don't I don't know if I have a main source. Okay. Really. It just it kind of just hits me. Then I call my team. I say, hey, "Want to do this?" And she she like she know yeah okay. Bam, what you want me to do? And she's so great with with how she do her marketing, with 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 the ideas that I put out there, and how you know this is how I wanted to bring it to life. Okay. So okay. it's kind of like just you know like I said the movie campaign. Um, I was on the outside billboard. They actually gave me an additional 30 days. I was on the outside billboards. We're going to be on the outside billboards by the Ford Center okay. next month. Okay. Um, Oklahoma City Herald showed me a lot of love. Okay. okay. I don't know if y'all know Angela Monson. Yeah, I, so know I know of her. Yes. Yeah, she supports TAF. We're going to okay. be in, in their uh, newspaper next month. Okay. Nice. And, um, so do you have sponsors that yes. pay for a lot of this stuff, or do you have to do a lot of it on your own? Uh, depends. 
Okay. Mainly, the first four years, I did primarily everything on my own. Okay. Out of pocket. So I had to build my brand. Right. Build the awareness right. of TAF and what TAF stood for and things of that nature. And when my, my biggest sponsor, Little John, came in, he said, man, I see what you're doing. He said, now I understand. You know, we was having a casual conversation. We was at Elmer's. You know, he's having it, you know, he was at the bar doing what we do. I said, yeah, man, okay, whatever. And he came through 10 grand for me. So did your, like, followers and everything pick up after the whole, like, strike, the teacher strike that happened? No. It did not? No. Okay. It seemed like it would have raised awareness to the whole, like, award foundation. It was down there, too. So did you like? So what is part of the award? So when they win the award, what is part of winning the award? So when, if I'm a teacher, I win the award. What does that mean? That means that you have the accolades. What's your name? Sorry, Capri. Capri. When I do my marketing campaigns, this is part of what I'm going to start implementing. It's going to say TAF Award winner. Just just like when you when you see a, a, a advertisement on TV come on. Emmy Award winner or Emmy Award nominee, Capri, such and such, such and such in his next movie. So when I start, um, the accolades is what I'm elaborating on. Um, the accolades of saying TAF Award recipient, Capri, such and such and such and such, such and such. Because you got to understand, when I, um, we're getting banquets together, we're getting photo shoots together. We're getting, even we we giving away uh, vacation trips. So it's things that we, we're developing now for the award winners. So they just want to have just a trophy on their, on their uh, mantle getting dust on it. You see what I'm saying? Did I, did I answer your question? Kind of. Yeah, kind of. So the reason why I said that is because if it's just a, a trophy that goes up on my chest, then we're talking about my pay and feeding my family and my kids. It mm-hmm. will kind of fall so, to the side. Like, it would kind of be one of those things. Like, recognition is one thing. And the reason why I said it is because I'm a social worker. Mm-hmm. They give us 115 certificates. They give us all these recognitions. But at the end of the day, when I'm away from my family, taking care of other people's kids or taking care of the youth in Oklahoma, mm-hmm. you know, the fact that they're going to give me 15 different awards. It, it, it could count for something. Well, well. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't it really count. But the, it depends. It the depends thing about on what it looks like. I'm going to say this to you. Whatever your appetite of indulgement is, it's because somebody told you that's what you're supposed to like. And I'm going to say this to you like this. It don't matter what walk of life you come in. Like I have Hamadou Diallo. That's the guy's name from the Thunder. He's a multimillionaire. He don't need my trophy. He's coming to my award show to get the humanitarian trophy because it's accolades on his name. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. So even with the the, the, the school bud, the the the, the uh, I had people actually cry. Thirty year cafeteria managers cry that said nobody ever acknowledged me. And that's what right. I was gonna say. Like, Sometimes it's not about so it's not about the pay. Connecting. But what I'm saying is if what yeah. I'm not okay, so I'm not saying it in that space. What I'm saying is if I'm fighting for it, so it's two different fights, two different battles. You know what I'm saying? So the accolades are one thing, but pay is different. Depends on who you are. Sometimes so you, you just want to be appreciated yeah, and but to you know s- that somebody recognizes you're right. doing a good job. Right. I guess, that's what I mean, it's that's, all about. I get it's that part, been, yeah. but you asked why wasn't, why it didn't like skyrocket and you said you were surprised it wasn't. What I'm saying is it could be two different things. So I wasn't saying it's 
as far as like pay, but as far as like recognition, recognizing like the people foundation. Yeah. To support yeah, the people support the foundation, knowing yes. that okay, teachers, I know y'all are not getting paid, but we see you. But we that's see. What, but that's yes. what I meant by that. Like we see you yeah. and we appreciate you and yeah. we we love what you're doing. That's what I meant by that. Not necessarily the, the pay. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I'm not saying the yeah. people themselves. I'm just saying it's just I'm not surprised that people didn't. It didn't draw people to it. Does that make sense? Yeah. I just think it's two different, yeah. two different battles. It is, and it's going to yeah. remain to be. That's why I say when I when I bring up, I said in the earlier part of the podcast, I don't play into the politics side of it. It's there. I know it exists. I'm not oblivious exactly. to it. You know, we know teachers don't get paid. However, that's not going to stop me from acknowledging them, right, exactly. and giving them a award that they never they never got before. Right. Right. And people are like, man, we never seen this done before. What well, it is unprecedented. And I think big, that's just how, it's been a blessing and a curse for me. I think big, I wanted to be another Grammys, an Emmys, if I die tomorrow. I hope somebody take the torch and make it a Grammys for educators. But but like you said, when you're a 30-year cafeteria worker... And you, you feed yeah. these kids every day, day in, day out. You hear every day. And like and then for somebody to finally recognize that yeah. my job matters. Exactly. I know that I'm just back here feeding these kids. Because them kids ain't going matters. by saying thank you. No. Well, they might you know, be. Some of them might some, say thank you. You, 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 some, might, you never know, though. But I'm just saying a lot. You know, kids don't recognize the fact that you have to feel some type of appreciation. You know what I'm saying? They, they That's your job. I'm just saying a lot of them probably are really appreciative that they are getting recognized it's some um, i mean it depends on how you raise because some kids appreciate the janitors some don't you know yeah. some look at them yeah. as, as if they're nothing and some do so it, it really just depends you know on that kid but it's just i mean i understand what from the perspective of the award show because it's just everybody sees it and you know i appreciate it right yes and, and ladies it's been good i gotta before yes. you go, I do want you to plug your assistant. She gave us her card. I'm plugging. I need to plug Anastasia Pittman, too. Y'all need to have on y'all okay. podcast. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Great woman. I go on her show next week. Y'all need to have her on there. She's a great woman. No, she's a great connect. And she'll get y'all even more connections. Okay. Well, well plug okay. us. Plug us. I got you. All right. Okay. I'm going to give you a card before I you leave. I got you. Okay. All right. So, yeah. you got to plug her, though. Love Brianna Gilbert. She's my assistant for the, she's the TAF Awards. Official TAF Awards uh, personal assistant to me. And, uh, little Brianna, come on. You can plug yourself. Come on to the podcast. <laughs> Let the world know who you are. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll have a seat. Okay. My name is Love Brianna. The name of my business is Leave It to Love Brianna. And essentially, I um, assist people like with planning their events with making sure those events go the way that they're supposed to, as well as with their social media. Um, TAF is kind of a special circumstance, because along with um, event managing the TAF Awards show, I'm also following him around, getting all of his social media footage, making sure his day-to-day stuff is taken care of. Um, and I do the same thing for another business. It's called Extreme Credit uh, Repair. And Extreme Financial Academy. There we go. Extreme Financial Academy. <laughs> uh, the owner and operator of that, her name is Deanna Monet, and I do the exact same thing for her business as well. Okay. Okay. How so long you, have you been doing this? Um, Forever. So my grandmother was in this business, and I followed her around doing it from, we're going to say 2009, because that's when I was legally able to work, to 2016. Um, I've been doing it my whole life. Okay. 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 That's nice. So how so, did you hook up, hook up with him? Through um, Deanna Monet of Extreme 
Financial Academy. I just had a name change, so she didn't. Okay, so we got another business owner. Come plug yours, too. Yes. Okay, come on. <laughs> Can I have your car back? Mm. Oh, Thank sorry. You. <laughs> he came with a whole team, y'all. Okay, a whole yeah. team. I'm Deanna Monet, so I run a non-profit organization, Extreme Financial Academy, which is what really resonates with me with Kareem, with his foundation, because mine is all about education. So I'm all about, I provide a platform for the entire community on getting financial literacy into the community. So credit repair, business credit, 401k, how to build wealth using life insurance, just all the things that we just were not taught, unfortunately, in school that were also taken away, like credit, like how to budget, things like that. I provide pretty much within my academy. So I just do workshops around the city, um, mainly at the Good Time Daiquiri Lounge. Um, that's where I pretty much have them. So um, in 2020, I'll be rolling out like teen credit. So that's really tackling the teens because obviously oh, that's, that's where it starts. Right. Right. Yeah, that's yes, exactly. So when do so, you actually do the workshops? Um, I'll be rolling out new days. I just finished up. Like, so I do you do have tours. like a? Are you on you Instagram? Instagram. Or? You can follow me on Instagram, Deanna Monet. Facebook, Deanna Monet. Everything is Deanna okay, Monet. How do you spell that? D E is D is in David E I O N A and then Monet like money but M O N A Y. Okay. okay. So okay. Deanna Monet and I'll literally literally of the first of the year I'm gonna be rolling out all the new dates for all the okay. new workshops. I nice. literally travel state to state doing it uh, with different partners. So that's what actually that's how I ended up meeting Kareem. He actually found me from the workshops. Okay. And and that's how me and him got hooked up. And then she's my sister, so that's how she kind of. Got up in here too, just with what she does. So, nice. okay, so, okay. Yeah, it's okay. Been, okay. And tell your um, Instagram information. Um, you guys can follow me on all social media, mainly Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest at Leave It to Labriana. So, Leave It to L A B R Y A N N A, and that's on all um, social media platforms. Okay, and then and then go ahead and tell the, the date again of the event the and what time. Yeah, yeah, the date uh, for the twenty twenty TAF Awards is February first. At 6 p.m. 6 p.m. is the blue carpet social. That's when news media, radio, podcasts, all this good stuff, people mingling, people networking uh, from, from 6 to 7. About 7.15, 7.20, we actually kick off the award show. We encourage everybody. We're doing even the Amazon Prime. We're delivering tickets all over the, the city. All okay, over so the where all can I get tickets from? Yeah, we can deliver the tickets, or you can get on, go on our website, TAF5.org. That's T-A-F, the number 5.org. And the, the uh, ticket store link for online tickets is also on our, web, um, on our Facebook page, Teachers Appreciation Foundation. That's teachers, that's plural. There's no apostrophe. We encourage that now because tickets are not available at the door. And is this a formal event? So do you need to yes. come dressed yeah. to impress? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's the, it's the formal attire. Okay. In honor of Nipsey Hussle. Okay. Okay. I'm and, excited. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's the blue carpet affair. Okay. okay. And uh, get your tickets now. Tickets are not available at the door, and we will be sold out. Okay. okay. And what's your social media information? Mine is, uh, you can look me up, Kareem Muhammad, K-A-R-I-M, Muhammad, M-U-H-A-M-M-A-D. Stop! Stop! Look, I 
I know Miss Welch is not here today, but y'all do have a substitute teacher. So we had to pause for a minute, y'all. Um, let him go to his next event. So um, it's just me, Mika, and Dante now, so we can finish this out. So um, yeah, that's interesting. I like that the, his foundation. Yeah, I think that's nice. a really good. It um, is something new platform. It is definitely it is. New. for the city, and I like to see new stuff for the city. I um, too. I like how he said it takes him four years because I think sometimes realistically understanding what it takes for a business to kind of get itself up and running and off the ground is something that a lot of us don't um, recognize or realize, especially when you're in the midst of it. You're like, dang, I've been doing this for a year. Dang, I've been doing this exactly. for two years. Dang, I've been doing it for three years. And then you get to that point where you really kind of hit that four-year mark and you're like, damn, is this supposed to be what, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Um, and so then you finally... Start catching that, you know, that fire and people exactly. start, you know, investing in you and things like that. So, it's definitely good to hear that from him. Because I know, I mean, I guess with us, you know, especially if we just been doing it a year or so. The whole thing is, you know, where you don't get discouraged. Right. You know, where we got to keep pushing. Because, you know, after our first year, y'all know we seen no profit, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, it was like, you know, we did it, you know, just because, I mean, now things, you know, it's been good, though. Right. Don't get me wrong. The whole year. But the fact that the matter is, you know, it will take a little while. You know, they say, what, the first five years, really? The first five years. And business. some people actually get a little bit, get luckier, and it happens yeah, before that. Um, but they say, that on average, the first five years of a business, exactly. it takes a while for their first five years um, to finally start seeing a profit of yourself. But I think it just takes longevity. I think people seeing you do something and then seeing, you know, something like that would be, well, it's easy for somebody to do that for a couple of years. And then yeah. fall off, you know, and say, I'm going to do a, teach, a teacher's appreciation thing. But to be long-term with it and to continue with it and to do it every year. Um, but I think part of the passion is because, like you said, his mom was an educator for 40 years. Exactly. And I think when you, it's different when you see your parent day in, day out, working hard, working with these students. And, and he knows, probably knows the ins and outs and the struggles that she went through as and a not teacher. Being appreciated. And not being appreciated. Exactly. So it's like I'm going to pay it forward and, you know, appreciate the teachers out here. Or educators. Right. Educate, right. Because, because you don't really have to be a teacher to be an educator. I mean, like you said, the bus driver. Exactly. That's even, you know, good morning. Just teaching them, like, daily life skills, even just when they get on the bus. Sit down, be respectful exactly. to others. It's, it's so much that goes into just a student's day. It is. You know, from the gym. Because how, would you, how would you know, you know, if a kid has ate that day before or how do you know that they would, you know what I'm saying? How do you right. know how you may start off their day? Right. You know what I'm saying? So Or what they were walking out the door from. Exactly. I mean, because you, you might have been, been, you know, they always say, you know, that struggle. We don't know people struggle to get to they, the actual place of where they are. They'll struggle to get to work. They'll struggle to get to school because some kids go to school to escape their family life. Oh, yeah. Well, like you heard um, Juice yesterday, I mean, about being homeless. Exactly. Like, you know, sometimes you look forward to going to school just so you can wash your hands, wash up, and even eat. Right. Or just be yes. somewhere. Because that, be that might be the only two meals you get that day. Right. right. You know what I'm saying? Because you never know what a kid's struggle is leaving that house. You know, that right. might be the two full meals they day, that breakfast that they get in that school and that lunch. You know, might be the two fields. So you never know. So that's why, I mean, teachers are important. Because, I mean, y'all got to look back. I mean, if I look back, I remember, like, there's a few teachers that actually, that put an impression on me. Like, you'd be like, Absolutely. I will always remember that teacher. Absolutely. Like, in elementary school, like, I had a teacher, like, I was telling y'all, like, back in the, you know how we pretty much, like, back in the day, it was totally different when I was in school. So when I, I went to Polk. So my thing was, like, then, you know, we used to pray 
first thing, you know, which has been eliminated from the schools. But then teachers used to be able to discipline us. Because I remember my teacher actually had a paddle. You know what I'm saying? And I remember, girl, and this teacher was like hard as shit. Like, she was like hard. She was a state on us, girl. And she, like, get in trouble, you know, you get paddled and all that. But when I say I, this teacher was hard, but I love this teacher. Do you remember Miss Reed from Polk? For some reason, that's the only teacher I remember no. from Polk. Girl, I don't remember. And she probably wasn't there when I was, you know, let, you know, okay. when probably when you got there. But, girl, I used to have, like, a teacher that, uh, her name was Miss Barbara Horton. When I say that I was in this teacher's class from my first grade year to my fourth grade year, I requested this teacher every year, even though she was hard as stuff. But you know how a teacher, you just know that a teacher love you and when they see you right. and then you be like, you know, I love her. And when I see Miss Horton to this day, girl, she used to be at John Marshall. She like, she Aww. remembers who I am. You know, she'd be like, Sharika Gaines, you know. But it's just the <laughs> fact that, you know, how you just gravitate to certain teachers, like right. high school teachers, you know, there are certain teachers that I remember, like my black history teacher, Miss Davis. Like, you know, there are certain teachers that you always take with you that, you know, might have had an impact on your life. You might have told them stories that was going on at home, and maybe that's the only thing they knew. But there are certain teachers that put an impression on you that you never forget. Like, there is a couple teachers in my life that I would never forget. Right. Yeah, yeah I got teachers like that. I have a but I do remember getting, being able to get disciplined at school. I do remember I being able to get SWATs. That. Oh, girl, yes. I got SWATs. I didn't get SWATs, but I did get abused at... Uh, I told y'all that like a head start. Girl. Yeah. <laughs> I did. We you got I got SWATs. I, I have got SWATs before. made me kiss another kid. Another I remember. Girl. We remember. Yeah. yeah. That's girl. abuse. It is. <laughs> I never got abused in school, but I did get SWATs. I did too. And I feel like that, I mean, but they had, they had the ability to control their classroom. Do y'all feel like they should bring that back? I don't think nowadays it would probably be, you know what I'm saying? People would probably be more open to it. So I think it might be caused more. No, not even about than, people being open to it, but do, like your own personal opinion. Do you think the teachers should be able to discipline I, kids like that? And that's what I'm saying. I don't know because I'm kind of on the fence on that one. I'm going to say no. Because my thing is like. I don't know if they have patience anymore like they used to. You know what I'm saying? They used to maybe have like 12 kids in the classroom, but now. It's 50 kids in some classrooms. I only say and no. I only say no because that lady used to just beat the shit out of me for no reason. I don't know if she knew my brothers. I don't know. Maybe Girl, my brother used to Your experience way. is not an experience. To me. Yeah, but I, I'm just saying we, that's, that's my experience. So no, I wouldn't allow <laughs> a teacher to whip my yeah. kid because what if you just have a... Okay, so okay, so let's go back to Legends teacher. What if, he was, if, what if she was able to just pout on him every time he got in trouble? Okay, so let me just be honest and say this. I only had African American teachers. I probably had a sprinkle of white teachers Let's from time you. to Let's time. Right and the though. ones that I did, okay, so no, because it makes a difference for me. So the ones that I did have wouldn't have, didn't swap me. The ones that swatted me was my black teachers. So I don't know that if you, I don't know that, I don't know that I would be okay with, so I'm just gonna say that I don't know that I would be okay with like a white lady swatting my son. You I'm, know what I'm saying? I'm not. Like, I'm I don't not know, but white. I wouldn't have a problem with it if it was a black teacher. I know that sounds yeah. weird because he goes to school at the, he goes to daycare, and if they need to get onto him, I don't have a problem with it. Eliminate into him. race. I'm just saying. I, I, don't, I think it's hard to. It. For me, it's hard to. And I'm just saying from the perspective of her always picking on him, which I, you want to teach her always picking on your. I mean, kid. why not? Like you know, black, my thing is, can do that. Though. But I, I haven't had that experience with my kids, and so I would say, from my experience, I don't want from the experience that I've had. And let's just teach her now. If she if she's a white teacher. If knowing her and knowing how much she genuinely loves my child, 
if she needed to swap my child, I would let her swap my child. I think child. if they sent me home, like if I met the teacher and they sent me home him. a permission slip, you know, where you actually had to approve your child being disciplined at the school. So I think it would go on a teacher by teacher basis. There you go. It's my thing. Like I wouldn't allow, like I'm not going to sign something for every teacher to be able to discipline so my kid. But I yes. feel like I would have to feel comfortable enough to know that this teacher is not, you know, just maybe going to have a bad day. You and know what I'm saying? My and child. swap my kid and right. maybe take out some, maybe the day that they had, you know, because you never know what teacher's coming into leaving their house. Right. You don't know what their situation is before they get to school. Right. So, mm-hmm. I'm going to need you because you and your boyfriend argue before you got to this classroom and my kid all of a sudden decide to maybe, you know, throw pencils at the kid, you know, just being a kid. Or jump off the stairs. Or jump off the stairs. <laughs> you know, that you're not going to snatch him up and swat him for something. You know what I'm saying? I need to, like, if it was like a thing where you could send papers home and agreeing to like this teacher discipline my kid i think i would be okay with that I, like I, if i feel some type of comfort with that teacher i'm saying for me and it's just like i said my experience now he's got he's had several white teachers but for me i just think it would be i'm like you it would have to be a teacher by teacher scenario yes. um i know that most of the teachers that get legend because legend's not just necessarily like a bad kid He's just a really active kid, and you have to have some level of patience with him, and you have to have a desire to get to know him. Because once you get to know him, do you understand that he's just active and not, like, maliciously doing shit. Right. So if you learn him in that space, and I think sometimes what what I've learned is, just through his journey, is that some teachers want to... African-American teachers take him and learn him. I know that that sounds how the way it sounds, but the Caucasian teachers that I've dealt with with him in his life have not made it a point to get to know him or to try to learn him. And, that's and so they make it, they take it personal. Yeah. That's so like, again, that's just people that who can deal with kids. Right. And of course I would say, you know, just the race. I think an African American teacher probably can deal with African American kids more oh, yeah, and be absolutely. more, be more maybe passionate about teaching them because they know that, you know, you know, cause they might, they just, he just hyper. Right. You know, he just not acting out in class or he just not being bad. You know what I'm saying? And some people, they just know how to handle it better than others. You know, right. they know how to handle him better than others. Instead of just constantly calling you or sending you letters right. home every day saying he being bad. And it may not be the fact that he just being, you know, being bad. He just overly energetic that maybe you can't, you're not the teacher to deal with him. Right. You right. know, so it, I mean, it's different. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't necessarily have a problem with it, though. I think it would help the teachers take control of their classrooms back. I think that part of what has happened is that we've taken the ability for a, a teacher to control their classrooms. I think that's yeah. str- that's a struggle. You have, you have like, um, if you're a really strict, stern teacher, and you probably get a lot of complaints from parents, you probably got a lot of issues you deal with on the back end, uh, you know, you got a parent who might not necessarily, and then, and then these days, parents are 20, 22 years old with a exactly. six, seven-year-old in school. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So, you got to take all of that into consideration in, while trying to continue to teach and be professional all at the same time. Because Kayla deals with that a lot. My sister deals with the issues of parents and how they feel and coming in and talking crazy to her and they don't believe their kids did nothing and she exactly. did all of that a lot and she's a good she's a really good teacher i mean you have to be you know as parents i just parents just got to be more open-minded when it comes to these kids because these teachers ain't they ain't they parents you know what i'm saying and it take like you send these kids home i mean the teachers is there to help you know what i'm saying they teaching but they you got to follow up and t- help these babies at home 
Like, you know, you just can't just let them go by, you know, and just doing anything. I think, I don't know, I just think a lot of parents put so much to a teacher's responsibility. They do. They they require, I mean, because it's your responsibility, too, to follow up with it. Absolutely. So, I, I don't know. Some parents are just not. But I think it also, okay, so, example, my mom was a hands-off parent. She felt like the school should teach us. That was, but I think she came from the era in which teachers taught kids in the you know classroom ratio. Teacher was smaller, and that was just her generation and how they did things. So for her, she just felt like you know um, y'all should just learn everything at school because that's the teacher's job. And I get it because I'm not a teacher. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. when you come home, I'm the mama. <laughs> that's like what is two plus four? And if you say anything. Other than six, we about to have issues. And if you say it too many damn times, <laughs> I might cuss you out. And it depends on how frustrated I am. We've been sitting here doing this paper for 30 minutes. I keep asking what two plus four is. You didn't counted it. So you know it's six. And then you say four. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm that, you know. My patience is real short. And I guess my, you know, because back in the day, I don't, I can honestly say, you know, I probably don't remember sitting down with my parents doing homework. You know what I'm saying? I guess, you know, then it was different too. You you know, you expecting, but I, I don't know. Cause I, I did not. I don't remember sitting down doing homework, like, you know, like reading a book to my, I don't remember none of that. No, but I, I feel like they kind of, um, you know, they always told us to read, but they're actually uh, really emphasizing it now. Oh, yeah. And I think it's because of the whole uh, Oklahoma, Texas thing, how we're behind mm-hmm. and they're trying to, you know, just get our kids on certain level, reading levels or whatever. So I think that's why, like, now it's like, it's really pushed. I think it's unrealistic, some of the expectations we have, though, from the school system. So, like, example, Legend is first grade currently, and his teacher at the first parent-teacher conference Mainly because Legend has his ear his ear issues and he's had ear issues, so I was concerned because this year we got into blends, you know, um, B R S T T H words, and so I was and he would say them. So when Legend says sleep, he don't say sleep, he says sweet. And so that's just part of because we've had the whole ear thing. Mm-hmm. Legend's been in speech for but since he was about one years old so that's just his thing that's how he that's what comes out when he says sleep and so he's still in speech and so um i was just really concerned like how is he gonna get the we got these spelling words with these blends i'm like spell sleep and he's like right. sweet and i'm like no sleep <laughs> like okay. and but he he's done great on all his spelling tests he you know because to him sleep is sweet i mean i guess it, the way it comes to his mind he knows what you're saying and so, um, when I went into the classroom, she was like, well, I'm just really concerned because we're in October. So he's only been in first grade for two, maybe three months at this time. She was like, I think we might need to hold him back. Hold him back for what? Legend is one of her top students, but because he struggles, she's like, well, I'm not exactly sure if we should send him to second grade because in second grade, they're supposed to be reading at a certain pace. So by the time they get to third grade, they can t- pass the test. Well, my issue is my baby knows how to read. And he's learning. He's still learning. We read every day. We're doing all of that. But don't hold my baby back just because of y'all standardized tests. Now, I was going to say, I, I believe that they put everybody in a box. And if the kids aren't within this box and they feel like, okay, well, they're not meeting certain standards and they need to hold them back, which I disagree with because every kid learns differently. Totally different. You know, and, and I, I wish I had this video because it was a video on YouTube that talked about that. But it was in another country and they talked about... 
how all these students were successful and like passing all these tests because for one they had like shorter um school days and then second of all they taught them differently like everybody had like a different method of um of learning it wasn't like sit down take this test fill in the dots it wasn't like that like yeah. everybody like the teacher actually got to know each student they had their own method of teaching them and so and I just think that's how we learn. Like some are visual, some are, you know, auditory. They actually have to physically exactly. do it. Some can watch you do it, you know, just. I just think it's really different. Yeah, yeah. it is different. Because I, I don't know. Because, you know, me learning, I can't, I'm not the one to sit and listen. Like, that's the only reason I can't read books. Because my attention span is not. Exactly. Not long whatsoever. So I understand kids' attention span. They can't really sit long. Because my attention span is horrible. I can't sit and read a book for sh- nothing. Like, I will, you be that said one thing over here in my whole thing and forgot everything that I just read. <laughs> These 10 pages. I'm like, now, what did I read? And what, I don't know. You know, I'm so like I that. think everybody learns different. Like, you know, I, I definitely think that, girl, and I, I it, it's hard, you know, because every kid do learn different and teachers just expect, you know, and I, I understand it because they got so many kids in the classroom yeah. nowadays. And you can only teach. But you can right. only teach it one way. You know what I'm saying? And try to get them to catch on to that one way. But everybody right. ain't going to learn that one way. Well, right. the other issue is it's systematic. So I've struggled with that whole thing of everything being systematic. So even if I don't pass the third grade test, doesn't mean that I'm not going to be successful. And so that's the other thing that I think where it bothers me so much about how our system, our school system works and runs. Because where a kid may be weak at, there may be strengths. I completely have an issue with teachers telling kids what they don't have the ability to do when you're in first grade, second grade. But they just don't, they're just struggling with da-da-da-da. No, they're still learning. And I I mean, I think that you just continue to learn. Like you, there is no, you're in, how I've only been in school for two years of my life. Exactly. Like, what do you think I'm supposed to know so much so at this point in my life, I mean, yeah, Susie may be, may be reading off the charts, but Susie May's mama may be a teacher at home exactly. and she's been teaching her how to read since she was one o'clock. Maybe her mama's a stay at home mama. Right. Yes. Who and sat home with her with, and oh did hooked on phonics with her. Exactly. So I think that that's, I think we definitely need to have those, take those into consideration when we're talking about our kids. But when she said that, I mean, I went and told my, I told my sister, cause I'm like, well, that's a lot. Like, and she came back and said, um, and he's really smart. Like, that's just, that's who he is. And so she was like, no. She was like, and we, he has all year. He has all year and all summer. She was like, teachers will make you think that you have to make a decision in regards to holding your kid back by the end of the school year. She said, no. You can make that decision at the beginning of the next school year. But even then, everybody has, like, their strengths and weaknesses, though. Right. And, like, to hold somebody back for one week exactly. is not right. Right. It ain't. Just work harder. Yeah, I mean, it's what because reading teach may not be my thing, anyway. but I'm exceeding and going over and beyond in math. Right, but reading right. may not be my, you know, right. that may not be my thing. Right, you know right. what I'm saying? And I may need a little assistance, which don't mean you may need to hold them back. Like we had the situation, you know, when Jaden was in the third, you know, when she did the test or whatever, and she barely, I think she just hit the borderline. So we had to go in. I had to go in, talk to the, can, you know, the counselor, the teacher, right. principal, in order to be like, you know what I'm saying, that she was right at borderline, you know, and to be able to, you know, pass on. I just wanted to make sure that I was okay with it. You know, it's fine because, but, you know, reading is her, like, one of her weaknesses. You know, we try to get better at it. 
You know what I'm saying? But everybody ain't, like I said, our kids ain't the same. You know, she does right. amazing in math. I'm going to say, know, Legend but, is really good at math. Like, yeah. my baby, since he was like four, could rat out, um, ramble off numbers. One plus one is two. And just randomly, like, he has a very good memory. So, like, numbers, he does excellent with. Because right. in a number, all you got to do is know that the one plus exactly. one never changes. Right. You know, so for him, he has that. So the other thing I learned is that, so since he has, he has like a photographic memory. So since he has that memory, he was going in the school for his spelling test. He remembered what he, he remembered what he was seeing and he just write it off, but he wasn't really retaining any of it. But he doesn't, reading is something we've had to work really hard with him on. And so I think that that's what I do think that needs to be considered. It considered. And kids is different. Oh, because kids is totally different. Because you know, you from first, and you try to, as a parent try to like kind of balance that. Because with my first, it was like I never had to even help him with homework. Like he was always Ooh, that same here. Yes, like he was always that one that you know what I'm saying that had the straight A's and. You know what I'm saying? But then I, I didn't, you know, I didn't know until you get that next hit and you like, you know, well, you don't know that, you know, yeah. you like, and you trying to teach, you know, I was always horrible at homework. Like they used to be like, no, they still like, they still <laughs> to this day. like, no girl, they would wait till my husband got home or whatever the case may be. Cause I suck at homework. Like doing, I just don't have the patience and you do have to have patience to do it. But right. I'm like, it's different teaching, you know, trying to teach in different styles, being a parent. Cause I never was used to the fact like, have to take my time like okay let me calm down let me sit down and think of right. how to approach this situation because i just didn't have that with him like what am i gonna do because it's totally different it I is totally different i didn't actually get different what i got was and i i got one that loves to learn and that's like exactly he loves to learn um so anything that See, i put in front of him jake loves to learn jake yes. just had it come naturally and you know I didn't saying? really have it come naturally and oh my gosh, it was a fight. She was my kid that I was like, what is two plus four? And she would say, we would count it out and she would, it would be six and she would be like four. And I would be like, that's not it. And we get to the shit. You be that parent crying. you say it louder. <laughs> like it's going to make you change. Said, what? That was me. <laughs> I was, you know how they, they just, every, my mama always tagged me, oh, you know, the Facebook uh, videos with her mama yelling, yeah. like, oh my God, oh my God, please, oh my God, oh my, that's me, that is me. Like, you know, they used to be like, never mind, I don't right. want your help, mama, please don't help me. Like, Jayden say this today, I'll just go ask Jamie on, I'll be like, okay, well, that's fine with me, that's fine with me. Oh, you know? she would cry, oh, she would cry, and we would just be up all night. Because she just hated it, that's and she scary. just never yes, like, like it. My baby, yeah, uh-huh. like and it, I mean, she would get it, you know. So like, we had a teacher tell me when she was like in fourth, third grade, she was like third or fourth grade, that she's just not good at math. She's just probably gonna be one of those people that's not gonna be good at math. But if you sit a math problem in front of her now, it's she just no, I was just lazy. Yeah, she just didn't want to do it. it, and that's all it is. It's just like my child; he know it, but he's just extremely lazy. Right? Some kids. Just, she some knew kids it. She can do it. She and I has the ability to have A's and B's, but she'll be like, "Well, if I mean, if you're gonna give me the C, it's passing. I'll take it." Exactly. You know, Legend loves to learn, though. You know, so I still I sit down with him, but it's not hard to sit down with him because he pulled like yesterday. We got home. 
we sitting, it's like 9.30, we went to my sister's house, it's 9.30, and he pulling that books to read, because he want to read, and I'm tired, like, oh, Jesus, I shouldn't be a bad mama and say nothing, <laughs> but he, he want to read, so I'm going to let him read, Exactly. but that's who he is, like, he'll, he's always asking questions, he's the inquisitive one, he tests my knowledge, he, if I don't know, he don't know, then we got to look it up, like, he is that one, he, like, loves to learn things, she hated that. So I didn't really get like the one who just, you know, if I just didn't do nothing, right. it just worked. So I've had to learn how to be patient. And him, I can say what's two plus four and he'll say six. But with her, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Girl, oh, Jesus. they be different. They, that was a good conversation. It definitely be different. I'm but, excited about the financial workshop for teens, though. I think that was good. That was I good. think, I mean, I'm actually on her uh, website, extremefinancialacademy.com. And um, I'm excited to put my kids in that. Yes. Because I think that's important. No, it is. They definitely yeah. need to learn that. Because I, I did it in school. I think that that's it's so I think that that's a, I think that should be a required um, curriculum in school. It should. I feel like most of the stuff I learned in school, I, I, I've never... Some of it I've had to had, use it never had to use exactly. it again. Like... Like history. Yeah. yeah. What, what do you need it for? You don't need it. Just need to know. I mean, I guess it's a need to know. Like, not really a need to know, but kind no, of a need ain't. to know. Yeah, whatever. it is a because need to know because history repeats itself. So you should definitely. And, and but I feel like you discovered the world. I, no, but that's the problem. She he didn't discover the world. So <laughs> yeah. that's the thing. That's what we were taught, though. Yeah. That's what we were taught. But we really pro- and I don't think it's necessary that we need to know like American history because it's so tainted. But I think it's important for our kids to know the history of us. Because then when we cut, how do we know though? We don't even know the history of us. But that's what I'm saying. So I think you have to be the person who maybe that's something that you should teach your kids at school. But also that they should you should elaborate on at home because when they come home and tell you what Christopher Columbus discovered America, you can say no, he didn't. We, I mean, I think it's important to know about slavery and all that stuff, um, Africa. But who's to say like we're really from Africa? We could be from uh, Britain. We could be from wherever. We don't really even know. You don't know where you're from, I which is why you had them say do your DNA and you're I am, to find I am. Out. Are you? Yeah, I actually bought a raffle ticket at work, but apparently I didn't win to do a DNA. Uh-huh. And it was like 50, I think it's like $59 right now. Yeah, I'm, oh, okay. yeah. I'm curious because I really want to do it and know. Because we all assume that we're from Africa. We should all do it. But we don't see. really just know. See what it the comes back. Then do an episode. Yeah, do an episode and we should all do one and we see. We should. They're probably on, I mean, they are on sale right now. because Yeah, and then time. that way, I mean, we just see what it, because you never know what it well, comes back. Well, I've never because black people always want to say, girl, I'm Indian. We got exactly. Indian with us. Indian. We don't even know what tribe. We don't know where we come from. Well, I, I do know. know I don't. I know I'm I don't. I know I have Indian in me. I don't know what tribe, but my my great grandfather's mother was Indian. Was See, you know the tribe. I said no, I didn't. I said I, I knew. I do. You know, know the tribe. No. I know. Well, I know my mom knew me. We know the tribe. Like we, they got because I used to like a lot of my cousins. I didn't even go get it, but you know we had like the benefits. You know my yeah. grandfather. I mean, hell, if you looked at my grandparents, my grandmother, my mama's mom, baby, she her 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 sisters. They was all like bright damn near white folks but well, his, her mom yeah. was half white and half black so that's why they look like that. well my grandmother's really light and she has my, really like yeah. you know fine hair or whatever but her people were white actually yeah exactly and, not, and so they, and i actually have pictures of them where they yes. were white see my yeah. mom mom was like that you know and her mom was i don't know if she was black i, I mean she mm, i don't know 
She probably was white. We probably need. We just need to find out because she doesn't look black. But you could actually also track back. So um, I was talking to one of my friends, and we'll close out here in a minute. But I was talking to a friend who said that she started getting the death certificates of like her grandparents and her great grandparents, because all you have to do is prove lineage. So like I can, if I can, if I have my mom's birth certificate, I can take my mom's birth certificate, give my grandmother's birth certificate. If I get my grandmother's birth certificate, I can get my great grandmother's birth certificate. And as long as I mean. You probably stop at wherever they stop yeah. if you know where they're from, though, because yeah. you can prove lineage. You are able to get their birth and death certificates, which will have their parents on there. Right. So then that helps you track back far as far as you can. I do know that my grandfather, who's my mom's dad, found that we were our, our, our one of our um, grandparents or one of our relatives was in London. Oh. Wow. So we weren't even actually he wasn't even actually in Africa, and he wasn't a slave. And that's what we probably find out. We be thinking that we got slaves. How you know y'all's people wasn't slaves on us? Y'all right. don't even know. <laughs> because a lot of my family is from the bayou. Y'all don't even they're know. They're from Louisiana. Like, we be thinking. And my grandparents are my, from Louisiana. You know, my aunt's. They're, they're, from, yes. they're from Bunky. Louisiana. My ancestors went through some. You, your ancestors might have been putting. Putting folks in. Put, yeah. I mean, it's. Emotions. The, okay, so this is how bad it is. In my family, we went to a family reunion. There is a light-skinned set of kids and a dark-skinned set of kids. And the light skin set of kids were part of they they have um the lady the same lady birth a separate kids. She had kids with a slave and she had kids with a master. So then the kids that are light skin, that are them light bright, damn near white with these like pretty eyes and shit all over there, all of them are on the side with the when you track when they track themselves back, they came from the side with her and the master. And then you have the dark skinned kids. And all you track them all back. They came from the side with the side with the 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 slave, yeah. and so it's just different to see that shit. But I think we should just kind of. I I do believe it's it's important to know enough about ourselves because that helps us to pass Absolutely. on culture. Because it that's does. why we get we get stuck in this we don't have culture thing. Yeah. But you don't really know what your culture is because you don't really know where you come from. Exactly. So we got to do that. Yeah. We we should. So I could, you know, I could say some Louisiana culture. Like, you know, I could go down there and soak some of it up and pass it on to my kids. See, this is supposed to be my grandmother's grandpa or something. He was white, white. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's not white. He was a slave owner. He was sleeping with the... Exactly. I know that's what I'm saying. <laughs> he was knocking down. So that's the train. what I'm saying. So you we say that and yeah. your, your people ain't the people that was in the this back is house. A full right. white man. Yes, that is. <laughs> or some of your folks was house niggas. It, Okay. I know y'all watch. Did y'all ever watch that? So, uh, well, underground with Dante's because that's that being ain't you know. I don't, y'all watch Underground. I haven't seen where it. you had um where one of the ladies basically she made her way to the house and slept and her kids all of her kids was with the master. See, so, yeah, so that we gotta yeah. So you just gotta. I guess know. it's always good to go back and you know. So that's why history I think would be yeah. important. I don't think yes. we, it's important. I think some of the shit that we're being taught is lies. Like Christopher Columbus uh, discovered America like it was a land to be discovered. Exactly. Yeah, that's what his ass didn't even land in the... He just he was supposed to be going one place and his ass got lost and went somewhere. And we were talking about that with, like, girl, Jay, not too long ago. Like, girl, that's my husband said. He didn't... Um, no, he didn't. He didn't uh, actually establish, you know, that girl, I was like, oh, Lord. He told me, you just got to read further. I know that's what they're teaching you, and it's fine. So but. history's not that bad to know. But I don't think that that is, like the most important required. thing required thing yes. to know but we definitely don't need to remove it because the problem is they're removing a bunch of shit you know they want to take slavery out of the history books 
like it didn't exist. You get so many years up the road, people are going to be talking about something and they're going to be like, no, that don't, re that don't exist. Yes, the hell it did. So this says, uh, this is my grandmother's, my great grandmother's brother. He was uh, born a slave, 1858, son of a white slave in Mansfield, Louisiana. See? So you never, I mean, you never know. Right. So. So yeah. So anyway. History is important. Right. And there's some, there are some things we need to know, although we were taught wrong. Oh, definitely. <laughs> we definitely need to but we need to correct that when it comes home to and through our kids but financial literacy is damn so something that our, our kids should be learning in middle school um because they're teaching them according to getting into college and passing through college but shit i don't don't run my kids through their money yeah. tree it's, it's just a necessary life skill yeah that unfortunately like a lot of people learn the hard way yeah when you you know you need to know so anyway, anyway. Um, good conversation. Thanks for staying with us, y'all. Um, though we took a little break for a minute. Um, tomorrow we have our live event. Um, yes, it's supposed to snow and be cold-ish. We don't know. Ooh. This will post after that, though. So, um, anybody that comes to support us, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, we appreciate you. We continue to approve it. Appreciate all our support. Um, Man, we do. We've had a lot of blessings a lot of blessings come through this podcast. So um, we are forever grateful. Um, and thank you for you guys um, continuing to support us and continue to listen to us. And those who are new, welcome. Um, you can catch us on Seattle Hip Hop Radio every Monday and Friday at 9 a.m. Central Standard Time. And then random times throughout the week. Um, so just go to seattlehiphopradio.com. Or you can download the app on any of your, um, on your phones. Um, so in your app store, the Seattle Hip Hop Radio app is available there. Um, and then we are on Instagram. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. Before I jump ahead of that, let me go and tell you. Every Sunday, we are on YouTube, SoundCloud, um, Spotify, Anchor, and Apple Podcast. Um, we post a new episode on those platforms every Sunday. And then we are on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter as Mocha Tea Podcast. That's M-O-C-H-A-T-E-A -A -E um, Podcast on all of those um, all of those platforms. And then if you guys want to send us an inquiry, we are on Mocha Tea 2018 um, at gmail.com. The podcast live will be every third Monday, but come February, um, we have a um special that we are doing with pony boys mm -hmm. and the tower theater for valentine's we don't know what date um we meet on that for tuesday so we'll be able to give you guys some further information on that um but stay tuned we got some exciting things coming up so um thank you for listening and we are out peace